Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about self-trust. More to come on that in a moment. First, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. Okay, so in anticipation of my upcoming self-trust masterclass, I've been talking about this topic in different ways. I did a longer talk on this on my Instagram Live the other day, which I reposted, so if you want to check that out for more information, you can, but you're listening here. So what I want to talk about in this episode is why self-trust can be so difficult. I'm not sure if this is something you've navigated, but a common thing I hear from people and something I've even navigated quite a bit for myself is not feeling like we have a trusting relationship with ourselves, not knowing what we can trust within ourselves. And this is especially true if we've made decisions in the past that have seemingly led to undesirable outcomes or more pain. It leads us to start questioning what in me is trustworthy and can I trust myself to make decisions in this life that will take care of me and what does it actually mean for something to take care of you? So that's what I want to drill into here. And this is why self-trust gets difficult because there is a lot of noise in the system, the mind-body system. A lot of thoughts, beliefs, ideas happening all in the mind. And in the body, a lot of emotional responses, conditioned nervous system responses, trauma responses, all of which is designed to keep you safe, get you praise, get you connection, get you love. And so you have this mind-body system, this human form, that is swimming in this world, (laughs) this planet, sort of just plopped here, trying to figure out how to get these basic needs met and all these learnings that happened along the way. And it shows up as activation. It shows up as an agitated system. We feel it in our body. We feel it as chaos in our mind. And it's like, no wonder how in all of that would we be able to identify something that we can listen to. And at best, we often just go, all right, well, given all of this, like, what should I do? And then something blurts out or we have a feeling and we respond to that or we make a bunch of like a pro con list with our thoughts to try to, you know, just get it out of my head and onto paper. Like, all right, well, that looks good. And it's all loud. It's scrambled. It's agitated. And what ends up happening is we make decisions from these places not necessarily feeling a deep alignment. It's just like, all right, this is the best I have. I need something. And it's often coming from a scarcity, fear-based approach, which is essentially the role of the ego structure. The ego structure, which is this child-like conglomeration of beliefs about who we need to be in the world to be safe and okay and loved, that has an inherent scarcity to it because it, it believes that we're alone and there's only so many resources and we have to protect ourselves and 
Uh, if we don't, something's going to be taken away from us. And so it's this constant approach to life of if this doesn't happen, I'm not going to be okay. That's scarcity. And it's woven into the fear because with scarcity comes fear. There's not going to be enough for me and I'm not going to be okay. So we make decisions from this place, which can you associate into the difference between making a decision from a place of fear and like, okay, I need to do this to stay okay versus making a decision from a place of inspiration or being pulled to something or as I'm going to talk about more, just a still receptive quality of like, oh, this is what's next. Can you associate into the difference? Even if you maybe don't have a lot of experience with this, I'm sure you know those moments in your life, let's just say where you're, you're pulled forward by a positive emotion or joy or love and the difference between being pulled versus like pushed by fear and protection. And they can have their time and place. We don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. These are all aspects of the human that can be used in intentional ways. But we've just learned to use primarily the ego structure, that protective way of operating in the world. And so we make decisions from that place. And they can go well or it cannot go well. It doesn't really matter because it's not coming from the right origin place to begin with. And so if it goes well, you're just going to find yourself in another set of circumstances that temporarily make the ego structure feel good. It's like, oh, yeah, cool, I did it, I'm on cloud nine, until you're not, until something goes wrong. And then it's like, oh, this is bad, that was a bad decision. And then you just find yourself in another loop. Or you make the decision and it doesn't go right from the get-go and then you start questioning yourself like, oh, I don't know how to make good decisions. I don't trust myself. I always get myself caught in the same rut. And so if it's coming from the ego structure, at best what you'll get is a future moment where the external variables are arranged in a particular way that seemingly confirm the decision that you made. But it's not real. It's fragile. You could even call it you know, luck in a sense. And it doesn't have it doesn't have depth and rootedness. It's not to minimize that you can develop a certain skill set for, you know, predicting things and making decisions that impact the relative world in a in a relatively uh, good way. However, when we're talking about alignment and connection with yourself and leading a life that leads to openness and freedom. And that sense at the end of the day that just I am living what is true to me, it does not come from that place of mind. That mind is in service to something deeper. It can be used to support something deeper, but it doesn't start there. It can't start there because that's just, that's young stuff. That's other people's stuff. The ego structure is just, it's conditioning. And so this is why we struggle with self-trust because we're making place, making decisions from these places and it's just a lose-lose situation. Lose-lose in the sense of like sometimes it feels like a win, but it can never last. You just need to then require the world to exist in a certain way to confirm some idea that you previously had. And this is why it's often only when uh, stuff hits the fan where 
you are troubled into a deeper conversation with yourself and something deeper within you because many people can live lives that are good for a long period of time and just feel like yeah i got this you know i know what i'm doing i'm coasting along i make all the right decisions till bam something happens there's something that's triggered in you that you know was dormant for a while or you get put in a relationship or a job or you have kids or someone passes away and it brings up something in you that you no longer have the resources for and all of you know all that little ego skill set uh yeah it just doesn't help you and that's where you're then invited and often collapse into a deeper inquiry just what can i trust within myself and so why is this hard because there's a lot of noise and because we haven't been trained to listen for a deeper voice and to align to a deeper voice but once we do once we start dropping beneath that conditioning dropping beneath the part of us that makes decisions in an inherent lose-lose way then there's something that emerges that is true unto itself it doesn't need to convince you you don't even end up feeling like oh i made a good decision or i'm trustworthy it's just all baked into the experience of this is what's arising and this is what I know to do next. And there's so many things pulling me in different directions. And on some level, like my system is scared as all heck. But I see this little sliver that feels true to me. And I know because I listened. I checked. Trust me, I didn't want to listen. I wanted this to happen or that to happen or all these other ideas or everything everyone else told me. I wanted it to happen. But I checked and there's something else. And it becomes like um, like a hot coal. You just, like, you just have to drop it and let go and release into this truth. And once you start operating from that place, that's when you're beginning the journey of self-trust. And so I don't want to go into too much more detail here because that's what the master class is going to be. But hopefully this gives you a taster of it. And even if you're not able to attend the masterclass, hopefully there's something here that you can take with you. But if you would like to go deeper into this topic, I'd love to have you there. Uh, the live recording or the live offering is Thursday, September 15th, 7 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You do not need to attend live if you're not available because it will be recorded, but you do need to register in order to get that recording. So, to be safe, do that by 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday, the 15th. Sometimes the landing page stays up a little bit uh, before I switch it over to the next masterclass. So if you're listening to this 12 hours later or something, you know, still check to see if it's there, if you could get the recording. But this will not be available for repurchase in the future. So if you are interested in this particular content, just make sure you check it out. Register beforehand. It's at corymascara.com forward slash masterclass. And I will also put the link in the show notes. Would love to work with you there. All right, everyone. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for your practice and take care.